Um, Irish whiskey, rather. Irish, Irish scotch. scotch. Oh boy, I think I might have, actually might have to. Are you still that. on meds? What's I, happening uh, here? Irish scotch. I'm gonna have to re-record that because that's terrible. That's terrible. That is so bad. I think you win for a great intro this time. <laughs> Let's try that again. Whiskey, whiskey. Welcome to Whiskey Topic, episode number eighty-four. I'm Mark Bylock, and I'm Jamie Johnson. And today we're gonna return back to our youth, our college, our college times. We're gonna be talking about Jameson whiskey. <laughs> Um, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a guest on. We'll introduce him in a moment. Uh, I do apologize for now having no episode last week. I was sick. Mark was brutal. Like, oh my gosh! Like you were like, I feel a little better. Oh, never mind. I'm just kidding. I feel terrible again. It was not pretty. It yeah. was it was the Sunday, and when I realized I had a Sunday, I had like one little drink of whiskey, and my head felt dizzy. I'm like, something's wrong. Something's so Something, wrong. Something's got to be oh wrong. I got to go to the doctor. That's upsetting. It is. Call nine one one. It's like what? <laughs> I don't get dizzy after a drink. That's ridiculous. Um, yeah, no, I had a sinus infection, and I was like oh. on Tylenol threes, and 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 actually everything. I had uh, Tylenols, the Advils. The uh, and then antihistamines and the whole bit like the full oh gamut of everything. Oh my gosh! Wow! So no whiskey reviewing for you? No, no. That would have been a week. waste. Yeah. Oh my gosh! That's a lot of sickness. And I know there's stuff going around right now. So if you're if you're at home right now feeling sick, just fix yourself a hot toddy and oh. feel better. It is the season. It is the season, but I feel yeah. that whiskey helped uh, get me to the doctor sooner because if I wasn't dizzy <laughs> after a drink, it's like an early, early warning system. That's true. Oh my gosh. How uh, bad do things have to get to get you to the doctor? It doesn't actually have to get that bad. You just have to not be able to drink whiskey and then you're like, that's it. I'm going. <laughs> Because I've been telling you, you should go to the doctor. Go to you the have. doctor. I've been for ignoring months. Jamie for like three months, and and finally went to the doctor. Finally, after three months. I'm glad you listened to the whiskey, not me. <laughs> Great, awesome, cool. Great friend. Awesome. I've got Great. my priorities. Yeah. <laughs> oh, life. And uh, you are now in possession of your sample of Booker's Rye that you can safely finally. drink without worrying about compromising your taste. So thank you to Matt Jones. Thank you, Matt Jones, uh, for that. He posted a a little picture of his haul that he had um, from, I guess, the States mm-hmm. and uh, was kind enough to share a couple samples with us. He, I was actually out working at a coffee shop and he's like, where are you? He's like the whiskey angel, like the delivery angel. And I was just like, I'm at this coffee shop. And he's like, I'll be right there. And I was like, amazing. <laughs> so he like came and sprinkled whiskey all over and like I got the Booker's Rye sample and the the other Booker's, the tenure. Uh, yeah, tenure. And um, so I haven't cracked them yet, but I'm really, really excited too i am so like, excited you've been waiting to get your hands on this for a long time yeah and you're like super amped I it's good tell. too because uh later in, we're gonna have an episode uh later this month about uh, we're gonna have somebody coming from the u.s that has a big collection of whiskey with their kind of like all those really rare finds and we're gonna nice. talk about those uh so that'll, that'll be coming up um so jamie were you a jameson drinker in university were you uh no i was a cosmopolitan drinker in university <laughs> of because course. i was sex really in the into sex in the city <laughs> right not that there's anything wrong with that. And I still love a good Cosmopolitan. And I will be, if I go to a bar and they can't make a good Cosmopolitan, like, you know, it's not a great bar. And you've, you've, you've taken me and you're like, here's a Cosmopolitan. Here's a real Cosmopolitan. Yeah, yeah. They're beautiful. Um, like, they should be really well balanced. They shouldn't be too sweet. They should have a nice mix of, like, citrus. And, like, they should just be nice and fresh and delicious. Um, so, yeah, no, I did not drink Jameson's. Um, but I do now. I do now. <laughs> so we are very proud to introduce on our podcast. Podcast. Uh, Connor Timmons uh, is the brand ambassador for Jameson for Canada. Uh, for Toronto. For Toronto. This that's is how much Jameson Toronto. is wow, being consumed right now. We're used to brand ambassadors regionally <laughs> yeah. in the U.S. or Canada. Nationally, yeah. No, you're just, you're just uh, Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
really excited to be here, guys. Uh, no, thanks, thanks for, for coming. coming. Thank um, you, and thank you for bringing these fun treats that we have ahead. Oh of yeah, us we're right gonna here. have a, a little bit of fun today. So as you explained this to us before we started recording, you went to university, you graduated, and you became a brand ambassador. This is basically right off a drink doing Jameson shots. Now you're the responsible Jameson <laughs> representative. Exactly. It goes from uh, being in college to partying with Jameson to then working for them. Literally no, not much time in between. Uh, because when I was in college, you know, and uh, like it was, I studied like a business and marketing course. So it's totally different as well to what I'm doing now. Like back then it was you know, like um, studying like the, or like, like doing a like case studies, looking at like a company and trying to solve issues, like, like that kind of strategy things. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, um, after the summer, it's like I found this job. Then like they literally put me on a plane. Uh, I went to Tokyo first and I was a brand ambassador there for a year. And um, none of that, you know, that strategy like <laughs> things from before, none of that like um, kind of a consultation kind of work that I was kind of, that I thought I'd be going to, going to do, uh, none of that came into play. And instead it was like whiskeys and like, you know, engaging with bartenders and like, you know, hosting uh, events, be it tastings or kind of a, you know, kind of cool consumer events. And yeah, it was amazing. Like um, I just, I did not predict it or I couldn't have, no. I couldn't have predicted <laughs> How it. Could you know? you? <laughs> How then, could you? And then like a, a year later after that, here I am now, like in, in Canada, in Toronto, like, yeah, it just, uh, it blows my mind. Uh, one of the things is, uh, you know, Jameson's blended whiskey already does so well. I mean, you you are the best-selling Irish whiskey in the world. Um, Jim Murray's consistently named you number one in the world. Um, and so already Jameson's done very, very well uh, from that standpoint as far as shots and, and the bar scene and bartenders and cooks love Jameson. And, but you've done a little something different. The company's come out with uh, new products that um, I guess are more for the enthusiast market, like Jim, Jamie and myself, um, which is interesting. Uh, I think, you know, it's one of those directions where like, okay, you do need to do this, but but you are. Um, and so tell us what the direction here is, because I've... I've um, I've only had one of these three that you brought out here, so mm-hmm. give us a little bit of insight here. And just, let's, uh, let's taste one as yes, well. Let me, yes. let me oh, yeah, pour one. Yeah. Here, <laughs> Jamie's like, why, why isn't there a drink in front of my face? Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> just like take another step back as well, but like Jameson have always been quite innovative and they want to kind of keep up with the industry and, um, and constantly evolve as well. So we saw, I think, within the last two years, um, Jameson released Caskmates, which is like, mm-hmm. a, you know, Jameson aged in stouted barrels. Um, a huge success. And then um, they also recently relaunched uh, what's called the Heritage Series, which is three whiskeys, Jameson Crested, Jameson Black Barrel, and Jameson Signature. Kind of gave them all like a new look, and, um, and then they're kind of selling them in markets that have, they haven't been sold in before. Mm-hmm. And then um, now we have um, the Maker Series, which is kind of Jameson's reinterpretation of the super premium uh, category. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's also kind of a celebration of the people behind the Jameson family and the Jameson distillery and a celebration of their craft. Um, so you've tried, I think it was Cooper's Crows you mentioned yeah. before. And uh, thankfully, I think it was in last November, the Maker Series just came to Canada. So, uh, and it's, uh, these are three whiskeys, uh, the Distiller's Safe, the Cooper's Crows, and then the Blender's Dog. And um, each one of these have been designed or led by uh, one of the, or each of the, the, the masters, we call them, uh, in the distillery. So uh, the distiller safe was led by Brian Nation, mm-hmm. who's uh, the head distiller. Then the Cooper's Crows was led by Jared Buckley, who's the head cooper. And then Blender's Dog was led by Billy Layton, the head blender. So, uh, so right now, yeah, we'll first look at distiller safe. Um, 
So just to begin with, um, um, this is a very like pot still forward whiskey. Uh, Brian Nation wanted the pot still to be the key signature character that, that comes out of this. So even just looking at the liquid, you can see there's a bit of youth to it. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's you know quite light in color because uh, it's clearly spent you know a little less time in, in the wood. It's about like five to seven years. Um, and uh, yeah, what, what's what's amazing about it is um, well, so uh, I attended a, a whiskey tasting with the, the, the masters just last Christmas, and it was really really inspiring to see how passionate they are when they the way they talk about this this thing that's like a tribute to their craft. Mm -hmm. And Brian describes distilling as as a, an exact science, but also an intuitive one, where there's um, elements of you know, mathematics and logistics, but also mixed with um, kind of experimentation and expressiveness. So he's managed to create something that's really unique based on his passion for grains and his talent with the stills. Um, a whiskey that like is, yeah, just very unique and, um, and the distillate is really the, the signature character. Um, yeah, so I, um, with the, with the nose, um, I get kind of like a nice light floralness to the whiskey. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I get these kind of nice little sweet notes to it as well. Um, so it's a, a blend between um, a kind of a, a heavy style pot still and a, a small batch grain. Mm -hmm. And um, the reason for that is because since it's quite a young whiskey, they needed to you know, give it a bit of um, some body and some character. So they wanted to have like this yeah, kind of a heavier style to it. Uh, so I, I feel like that, that comes out quite a lot, especially in, in the taste. Uh, the smell, yeah, kind of nice, like light floralness, I find. Um, I get a, a hint of butterscotch uh, mm. from the, the small batch grain. And then the taste is this nice, lively spice. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to have a little taste myself, actually. I can't, I can't talk and just... <laughs> and yeah, no, I, uh, I think the, you know, I always kind of look at the, the citrus uh, aspect of whiskeys, and, and so a lot of blended a lot of blended whiskeys have kind of like that old citrus, like it's been hanging around for too long. This is a very yeah, young, young. kind of like, it's not, it's not that thick skin sit, uh, yeah. lemon. It's, it's a very nice young, uh, and the caramels mm -hmm. on it, the toffees on it are really nice. Um, yeah, it has a kind of a nice light finish as well, mm -hmm. which is, you know... It's really nice. And like the best thing about this whole series is just like and what we're going to do now is kind of just comparing and contrasting because they're, they're actually very different. Like none of these whiskeys have any kind of very direct similarities to them other than like certain like, well, obviously they're all um, triple distilled and they're all 43 percent ABV. They're all non-chill filtered. Um, they're, um, they have the, the pot still and um, grain uh, whiskey. So they're all like blends. Mm -hmm. But uh, the cask types are all different, and um, the kind of permutations across each ones are very different as well. So, um, so yeah, so Distiller Safe is um, is a first fill, um, uh, ex bourbon barrels, uh, and then across the other ones, we'll see um, there being the mixtures of first fill, second fill. There's um, virgin as well, and then the sherry butts as well being used. Nice. No, it's a very, very nice uh, start. And what's, uh, so the price point on this is? So uh, this is um, $99.95. So, That's yeah, Canadian, so, yeah, so Canadian, $60. Yeah. And this isn't out in the U.S. yet, correct? Um, so only Cooper's Crows is available in the U.S. But they're all coming out in, in time. Um, I don't know exactly the timeline, but, mm -hmm. um, but right now, because uh, I was talking to my um, American ambassador buddies just to, uh, just to check, you know, before coming here, just I wanted to find out if the American listeners could 
even pick up a bottle of this and i'm actually not really sure what the timeline is uh, but hopefully it will be within this year okay um so so tell us a little bit about like kind of your everyday job uh before we get to the next drink mm-hmm. uh what's what's the job of J- have a jameson's brand ambassador in toronto what, what do you do every day mm-hmm. so um no day is the same i can tell you that for sure um like the i kind of like to try to create like a week schedule um like you know i'll sit down on a monday morning and i'll say okay so what am i going to do this week and try to plot it out because if you don't you find yourself you know kind of lost sometimes because mm-hmm. there there isn't really someone to tell you what to do you have to you know try create something uh, quite regularly uh which is a kind of a fun challenging part of the job um and the job is also based a lot on relationships as well so like you know, I'll be teaming up with or meeting up with like bartenders from like around the city and um, be it, you know, stepping in to do like an educational seminar. So if I don't really know them, you know, it can be like, you know, how do we get to know each other? It's like, OK, well, why don't we do kind of a staff training? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a large educational element to the job. But um, if I already have uh, relationships developed, then we can, you know, go a step further beyond the education, you know, going into events or certain projects. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that, that, that's like a that's a really really fun side of the job. Yeah. Um, in Tokyo, um, Jameson is actually such a small brand. Uh, like uh, the Irish whiskey category is very very small in general. Uh, no one knew what Jameson was. I'd walk into a bar, wow. and uh, they'd just be like, "What?" And they, they they didn't even know what Ireland was. Like I, I'd say to them, "Like oh, I'm Irish," and uh, they think I'm talking about Iceland the whole time. Oh. And they're like, and they're like you know, oh, like yeah, was it uh, Bjorn or something <laughs> or, like, or Bjorn like like he's a. I'm just like, no, 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 you know, and um, so um, it was, that was like a huge challenge, so trying to create this, like trying to create awareness from, from like the ground level, um, but what was cool about that though was um, it gave us a little bit of flexibility, so we wouldn't just target bars, we kind of target loads of places, like started targeting a lot of like cafes and stuff, so like pushing Irish coffees a lot, mm-hmm. um, and, right. and then we like target a lot of like, you know, like clothing stores, like apparel stores, and uh, you know, trying to just kind of create an atmosphere, you know, when you're shopping, and then there's like this guy in the corner who's like, "Hey, do you want to have a taste of you know the Irish whiskey?" Really? And then, um, and then we also got in with the barber scene quite heavily, actually, um, where like you know, like the barbers are like kind of the cool guys in Tokyo, and um, you know, you, you could come in and get a haircut, and the guy will like serve you like a little you know whiskey on the rocks or whatever. And, uh, wow, I'm not getting that kind of service here. <laughs> oh my gosh! And it was worth awesome. it for me because I got free haircuts for like the whole year. Yeah, you did. I just had to. I just had to bring <laughs> bring the goods. <laughs> and, uh, That's right. And I got the free cut. That's awesome. So, what is the whiskey vibe in in Tokyo right now? It's it's amazing. Like um like everyone or a lot of people really like whiskey in Japan, but they kind of like it more so in the in the kind of the premium side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, like Japanese whiskey is probably one of the huge yeah it's a yeah. huge huge yeah. category like you can rarely get it here because it's so expensive mm-hmm. yeah. but uh mm-hmm. but obviously while i was in tokyo i managed to take advantage of that time and uh you know had to you know i got to compare it a lot to, to japanese or to irish whiskeys like in my tastings you know try to bring this new whiskey and compare it to something that the the locals already know about yeah uh, like japanese whiskey is, is quite similar to scotch mm-hmm. in the sense that you know it's it's peated or well usually it's peated and uh, it's like like twice distilled and stuff like that. It's like all single malts and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, the it's like a huge um, yeah. Like th- th- there are a lot of like whiskey connoisseurs out there. Mm-hmm. So uh, so introducing something new to them like Jameson. Like you get some people who are very open and excited, and you get the kind of people who are you know kind of a little bit more close-minded and they're like no, no, this is what I like. I, I know mm-hmm. I know my style. Yeah. Um. But no, like uh. But mm-hmm. otherwise, uh. Yeah, like whiskey is pretty popular out there. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's so funny because it's mm. such a it's so prevalent here. Like Jameson's, like you just you I know just, like, everywhere. Yeah, like everywhere how, the every thought bar. of not knowing what Jameson's is is kind of like what? What do you mean? <laughs> it's outrageous. It's, yeah. yeah, it seems kind of like beyond comprehension. But um, there you go. That's awesome. What, what amazed me as what amazed me was um, just the the shot culture here as well. Like the fact that everyone mm. here like shoots Jameson like as a shot. Yeah, uh, like you guys are saying, like, uh, like in college, like I've I've heard that countless of times, like people saying, "Oh yeah, like I I drank it when I was in college, and like you know, like I like to take it as a shot." But um, in Japan, like it's you know, like where we were able to basically build a strategy, so we kind of like made it more of a cocktail kind of thing, you know, right. in Japan, which is interesting. And then in and in Ireland as well, like Ireland isn't like a huge shot culture either. I find, like. Um, we do a lot of like things like boilermakers, you know, like you know, drinking right. like Jameson and beer together, um, which is delicious, you mm-hmm. know. So, it's, um, so I was so surprised when I first arrived here, and everyone wants to do Jameson shots with me. You know, I thought it was going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, no more. No. Well, and that must be a bit of a challenge for you as well, being having that sort of the precedent for Jameson's is like it's a shot whiskey, it's a shooting whiskey, and to get in behind that and sort of be like, no, actually, like you know, here are some other variations, exactly. and here's some like this is this is one you don't want to shoot, like please don't shoot that mm-hmm. one, like it's really you know well made and it's really got something to offer, you know, other than the the, the shot. So it, it must be something that you come up against a lot. People just yeah. automatically assume. Yeah, so that's why I love. Yeah, when, every t- time I have a chance to, you know, start working with these new whiskeys like the Maker Series, it, it creates a whole new conversation, you know, and uh, and people are a little more patient. <laughs> they, yes. they they won't just <laughs> they won't just want to shoot it back. Oh my you know? gosh, it's so painful sometimes. Like like working at whiskey shows or doing whiskey shows, uh, especially as the night sort of gets on. Like you know, they're usually only about three hours long, right? Yeah. But by the time you hit you know, two hours in, it starts to, to get unraveled a little bit. Like we've been to them, we've we've worked and we've seen them. And uh, and then sort of by the end of it, these, you know, sometimes even the whiskey people are like just just knocking them back. And you're just like, <laughs> oh, oh gosh, no. Why did you do that? That was a very expensive whiskey. Please. And I always say like, you know, I've, I've had uh, tastings here and there. Um, where people have actually like just like done the the tasters as a shot, and I'm like, uh, I, I just like stop right in my tracks and it's like, oh, I forgot to tell you guys, so <laughs> don't shoot it all at once. Like we want to roll it around in our mouth. You want to have an experience. And I remember once it was a particularly tricky tasting where everyone was um, already a couple drinks in by the time I got them yeah. and um, they just started like shooting them and then putting their hand up and asking for more and I was like how am I gonna ask this is not it? how this, this is, works this is not how this oh my gosh it was like three minutes in and I was like this is the longest three minutes of my life and then I was like okay here we go it was like it was like 45 minutes of like the longest minutes of my life. I was like, how am I ever going to get these people to pay attention to me? Like, I can't do it. Stop shooting the whiskey, please. You feel kind of like a babysitter. Yeah, I was just like, oh my gosh, you guys, please help me. Anyways, actually, somebody from that tasting uh, saw me at another event and took me aside and, and uh, very sweetly apologized for for that night. And uh, I was just like, you know, it's it happens like the, the whole part of like being in the whiskey culture and whiskey community is that like you know I'm not there to be your like school teacher and mm-hmm. like everybody sit down and shut up and I'm gonna force all this education down your throat like 
you don't have to listen to me. Like, mm-hmm. we're all here to have a good time, but it's uh, some people have better time than others, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and that's what it boils down to. But, I mean, it's all good. It's a, it's not a bad problem to have, really. No, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's having too much fun at this tasting. Everybody. Stop, stop, everybody. <laughs> no, it's true. I, it's true. Yeah. And those, those are can be fun as well. It's they just, can be fun. You just but they're not fun l- for the people the next day. No, I mean, uh, I was fine the next day, uh, but they weren't, I'm sure. They hurt. <laughs> and it was like a Wednesday night. So I was like, oh man, and they all had to go to work the next day and they're all like, you know, these like business guys. And I was like, ouch, you guys, ouch. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, this is a really lovely whiskey. We should we should keep on yeah, going. Yeah. keep can, on going, uh, yeah, grab absolutely. Grab the next one. So next uh, we'll look at uh, Cooper's Crows. So, um, uh, I like to go in the order of kind of looking at the production process as well. So like, you know, distillation obviously comes before maturation and maturation comes before blending. So like, uh, obviously Distiller Safe uses the distillate as the main focus. Mm-hmm. Cooper's Crows uh, has the wood as the main focus. So um, this whiskey was led by Jared Buckley, who's the, um, the master cooper at uh, Middleton. Jared Buckley, he's yeah. a great guy. He really is. Really, he really, really is. great guy. Yeah. And um, so he's been in Middleton for about 40 years and uh, and he he's seen like the the rise and the fall and stuff like that he just ex- experienced the whole like Irish whiskey industry and right now he's like kind of come become like a celebrity you know because now he has his own whiskey which is a, it's just such an amazing amazing thing because I think I think Middleton did close down or stop production it was, it was brief... like so close to I think or, yeah. or it was yeah like a, there came a point where like the like single pot still whiskey was on the verge of extinction. Yeah. And then um, I think Bushmills is the only Irish whiskey that's continued production all through. And yeah. I think Middleton briefly for whatever stopped in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's an, it's amazing. That's yeah. yeah. And, and now it's like Irish whiskey is the fastest growing category, like in spirits and, uh, and Middleton is kind of, you know, just riding this amazing wave right now, you know? So, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's amazing to see it. Um, I, got, I had a really great conversation with Jer about it where um, he, he was saying that, yeah, he saw like the, the very low times and now now he's traveling the world. Like this whiskey is his, his passport, you know, <laughs> that takes him all over the place. Yeah. Uh, he was just in like Tokyo and he was just in like uh, in Sydney as well, just um, doing uh, his demos and, um, you know, uh, introducing this, uh, this amazing whiskey to, you know, the... The different people that people around the world so um yeah it's it's amazing hearing his story um yes yeah, so, so with, with this whiskey um Oak forward yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oak forward yeah yeah uh this whiskey yeah so that um uh he wanted um something that could really capture his passion for for wood so um there's um uh, different types of casks used in this this um whiskey uses um the virgin American white oak, and then there's a um, first fill and second fill uh, bourbon casks used, and then there's the Oloroso sherry butts as well used in this, and um, it's a, again a blend between um, uh, the pot still and grain whiskey, and uh, this is the oldest of the the three since wood is the focus. You want to mm-hmm. give it as much time as you can to to mix and mingle with you know with these wood, so. Um, yeah, I might just give it a little, little smell first. Now this is like rich honey, 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 honey. Yeah, honey. it's just coming through so strongly. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. It's got that like it's got that American oak like 
Right, you can just mm-hmm. yeah, you get that right away. Now, now yeah. you can correct me because I, I just I'm just over a cold, so my palate's probably not at its best still. But uh, I'm not getting as much vanilla on this. We're getting more of the honey and um, and also not getting too many sherry flavor notes. Not getting cinnamon spice on it uh, overly much, but. Um, yeah, usually to the nose, um, I get kind of um, like a charred oak um, and maybe like some cedar wood. Yes, cedar wood's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, um, but uh, t- to the but the flavor, I I usually get um, that that vanilla and oh, yeah. um, and then some um, some of those dry fruits that the the sherry kind of contributes. You know, things like raisin. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, great. The dry fruits, raisins are um, raisin. are big, sure. and a little bit of cinnamon spice, not too mm-hmm. much. Um, Nice tannins there, yeah. I like that one. Is that that's, that's why I had this and thing. Yeah. I was just like, mm-hmm. this is really great. Like this that. is uh, yeah, nice yeah. long finish drink. as well. Yeah. Um, and um, and then uh, if you compare it directly to um, to Distiller Safe, because because um, Distiller Safe is the youngest, this is the oldest of the the series. Just like drastically different, I find. Oh yeah, big contrast. Um, yeah. I, I find Distiller Safe just to be kind of lighter mm-hmm. in in body and in character and way kind of like zesty and stuff and then mm-hmm. this one it just really packs a bit of more of a punch to it yeah yeah that's a beautiful beautiful drink mm-hmm. and uh what's what's really nice uh, about these whiskeys as well is just the names themselves mm-hmm. so um the they got the names um they basically named the whiskeys after the tools that they use like the tools are what enables the craftsman to perform his his talent um so distiller safe is um it's also called a spirit safe i believe uh, or more commonly called the spirit safe. It's like this brass cabinet that distillers use to to monitor and control um, when the when the spirit leaves the the pot the, the oh, pot right. stills, yeah. and then um, and they can kind of direct it if it needs to go back into redistillation. So like separating like the the low wines and faints. Um, but what's funny is like it's called a safe because they had to like literally lock it up with like padlocks because. Um, um, some workers in the past would try siphon off some of the whiskey to avoid paying duties, you know, on the alcohol that they're producing. So they literally had to like lock this thing up. The only guy who had a key to the distiller safe would have been like the excise duty managers or whatever. Yeah. Like nowadays, like you know, I, I don't think it's uh, the same. Yeah. But um, but it's just like um, what's what's nice is like there's interesting stories that can be you know learned or told with these whiskeys. Uh, the Cooper's Crows is named after yeah the tool called the Crows that Jared Buckley used for the past 40 years and his father used it before him Jared Bookie's a fifth generation Cooper so it's just been passed down it has a year's worth of usage on it so it's kind of nicely worn a little bit but he says it's just one of those essential tools for him that he just has to like if he can't if he doesn't have it he can't make a barrel mm-hmm. it's used to create the grooves um where the head will sit on the top Right, okay. the top of the, the the little group, yeah, the yeah. groove, yeah, yeah. So he says, like, yeah, he says, like, this is one of the things that he just he needs, and um, yeah, um, what's what's funny about just like the whole creating barrels, um, what Jared was saying to us was um, that the the crafts just transcends generations, mm-hmm. where um, in his workshop, if you step into his workshop, like the tools that you see are the exact same tools that have been used for the past like three hundred years, yeah, and. Um, you know, if you could grab, um, you know, a Cooper from from the past 300 years and just plop plop him into his workshop, like mm-hmm. they can work comfortably together. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a really good point. Um, There's so not many industries where that could still happen. No. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So um, so it's it's amazing seeing him work and uh, and and hearing about his passion. And then uh, when he talks about his whiskey as well, it's just you can really really feel, um, yeah, just the, the passion coming through. 
so, so that's like one amazing thing I think about this whole series is just it reminds you that this whiskey isn't faceless. There's like genuine people behind it. You can actually even see on the bottle there's a, a like the the thumbprint. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so that's you know that's Brian Nation's thumbprint on the Stiller Safe. That's Jer's on the Cooper's Crows. And then Billy's as well on the Blender's Dog. It's just their, really their, their iPhones aren't very safe at that point. Somebody can definitely uh, <laughs> definitely scan that and create a skin thing. That's so. It's very Mission Impossible. Of it you, is. It say. is. Um, no, and I mean, and Middleton uh, is also responsible for uh, you know. I mean, Redbreast is certainly comes out of Middleton. Then you've got the Middleton Rare uh, releases, annual releases, which are hugely. Expensive, also collector items. Um, mm-hmm. I guess not hugely expensive. Today's world is two hundred dollars expensive anymore. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I can't tell anymore. Um, but it, but it is pricier on the pricier side. Oh, um, sure. And and all these individuals are involved in, in making uh, the the other whiskeys as well. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see that Jameson brand elevate as because yep. you already had that high half of that high tier there. Yeah. Yeah. And so so we're sort of experiencing in our you know whiskey world a lot of um, price like skyrocketing for mm-hmm. single malts and for um, bourbons and things like that. Are you experiencing this in Irish whiskey or are you sort of like comfortably settled into like a nice sort of I area think, right now? Are we, are we just going to see in the next six months the price of Irish whiskey just go sky high? I think it's, it's definitely affecting the, the kind of traditional range or like, you know, the likes mm-hmm. of Redbreast and then the Spot series and Middleton because... Obviously, to maintain those whiskeys, you know, because because they do have um, some uh, much older components to them, you know, like a, there's you know, like 12 year old and 15, then 21. Yeah. So um, and to keep those consistent, you know, I I can imagine you know prices being affected. So like moving towards like all these innovations are kind of you know trying to change the topic from um, the age statements and trying to talk about something totally different. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing about like this series, for example, it's, um, you know, these are non-age statement whiskeys. Um, they do have, you know, like, uh, well, Cooper's Crows does have like the, an older component to it. I think it has, um, up to 12 years, um, in it, but, um, we're not, we're trying to direct people away from that and direct them more towards like, you know, a bit of a, a bit of history and, um, you know, looking into just the craft of whiskey itself. Um, and then looking at, you know, um, getting flavors from, um, you know, the the ingredients itself, like the distillate itself, and like the the barrels themselves. Yeah. So yeah, just trying to, yeah, like kind of re- remind maybe some people that you know age isn't isn't everything. So um, so I think you know to answer your question, maybe we won't have to worry so much. We won't have mm-hmm. to <laughs> start mm-hmm. saving so much. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll you know ho- hopefully. Um, these like these new innovations will be able to satisfy us in, in, in a way and, and, mm-hmm. and not keep us from uh, you know breaking up the the piggy bank every time we want a, <laughs> right. a, a nice whiskey you know <laughs> <laughs> so we're drinking the third drink what's so the third yep. one is so this is the blender's dog yes so this one um can kind of sit nicely between these two in terms of um in terms of age anyway this is kind of um the the uh, five to no to the the seven to nine year old mark, if you will, um, and so the, this uh, whiskey was led by Billy Layton, the head blender, and uh, his goal was to try find that perfect balance. So see, so he has to work very closely, obviously, with with Brian and Jer, 
you know, he, he has to have a lot of confidence in the quality and the consistency of the distillate that's been made and then the, the quality of the casks being used because he'll be, they'll be basically handing him what they've made and then he has to blend and create the flavors and whatever that, that, we, that, we know, that we know and then we will want to experience in the future. Yeah. So it's a huge responsibility. He has to manage like, the, the stock and the profile as well. So, uh, so it's amazing that he, he has a lot of like, the, the say, I guess, sometimes in, um, in the, the final, final product. Uh, it's a huge responsibility as well. So um, with this one, he wanted to find that, you know, he, he wanted to get that, um, that pot still character, obviously, that, this, that very signature um, pot still flavor that, that always comes out of Middleton. Uh, he wanted that to be very present. And then he wanted to get that nice wood character as well in there as well. Um, yeah, just try to find like a good harmony. It's very gentle. It's a very like, like the, there, I don't find it to have this like peak of flavor anywhere that like, it's just like, it's literally like ripples through. Like yeah. it's a very, very gentle whiskey. Mm-hmm. I get um, like a bit of um, a citrus note to the nose mm-hmm. a bit. I get like um, kind of like a, like a kiwi note to it. Oh, I haven't ever heard kiwi yet. I haven't. That's the first time I think I've heard kiwi. Good oh. job. <laughs> I think. I think. I like the tangy sweetness. Kiwi. Yeah, 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 yeah. It works. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then, yeah. There's just kind of. I think it's just like a nicely balanced whiskey. Like yeah. it's still, you know, like um, since it's triple distilled, you know, you get that nice smooth mouthfeel, and then um, you get that kind of um, a, a wood note, like that kind of char wood note. But as well, you get the the kind of fruitiness that um, that the grains have, like that barley sweetness. Um, yeah, um, it's it's hard for me to decide which I like of the three. Yeah, uh, um, but was, fortunately, I've I've always had the three together whenever I'm drinking <laughs> them, so so I don't have to decide. <laughs> well, That's I right. mean, if if we used uh, if we used the uh, Matt Jones um, example, I would say the Distiller Safe is your breakfast whiskey. Um, I would say the uh, Cooper's Crows is your probably like pre-dinner or steak whiskey and this is this is definitely your post-dinner yeah I think I mean they're all they're all pretty they all can do very well in either of those roles but uh, Mm -hmm. yeah no I can I can see that yeah this one's a sort of the the blender's dog I just I find it to be it's really nice and round like it's a really Mm -hmm. Um, it's really great, and they're very different, all three of them, like exceptionally different. Yeah, but that's that was um, like a very, uh, the, you know, like a huge objective for for the makers was you know that they don't want any overlap between the three. Yeah, no, there there isn't, and and um, you know when you sort of put them together with who made them and and in what sort of theme or vein they were trying to make them, it's it's very obvious. You could probably do a blind tasting and say, which one is the blender's whiskey? Which one is the uh, Cooper's whiskey? And which mm-hmm. one is yes. the, is the distiller's whiskey? It's a great point. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. It's mm-hmm. very, it's, it's very obvious which um, qualities they wanted to highlight. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. Whoever thought of that was very smart. Mm-hmm. smart <laughs> it is one of those, there. I know it's like, it's one of those they things where a you're university just like, student and they were just like, Boom. <laughs> you know what we should do. And they're like, yes, that's exactly what we should do. 
<laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's, it's a brilliant concept, I think. Like, really, really great. A great way to sort of break down and show the, 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 the kind of qualities that, that come out and, and make it easier for when you go and, and move away from, you know, and, and go into the other, you know, Jameson's lineup to sort of be like, oh, well, this one is, you know, got a lot of profile that reminds me of this Cooper's one. Oh, it's mm-hmm. older. Oh, that makes sense. So you sort of like, it's almost like a deconstruction, the three of them. So mm-hmm. it's kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah. And really just beautiful whiskeys. Very yeah. well done. Um, St. Patty's Day is not around the corner, but two months away. Yeah, sure. mm-hmm. Two months away. I've, I've already started planning. I was going to say, say I, that's uh, why I'm asking. Already. Like, you're, yeah. you're already, so so um, intro, I mean, everybody does St. Patty's Day a little bit differently. I know like New York City, it's a giant party. Toronto is very much on the New York City side of the world uh, where we drink green beer and have a lot of Jameson shots <laughs> and, and combine the two. I don't do any of those things. Well, oh, I do shots fair play. And, and beer, <laughs> but not green beer. Right. Um, but um, what's, so what's been, what's your plan for St. Patty's Day? <laughs> so, um, yeah, like aside from um, just kind of, you know, trying to show my love and support across the city to, you know, like all the, all the bars, um, we do have like some, like we have like different kind of fun strategies that we like to do. <clears throat> like, uh, like one thing is like, yeah, the educational side mm-hmm. where we're, we're trying to, you know, show people that you don't have to drink a green beer, <laughs> you know, for example, that trying to, trying to take people away from that and, um, you know, show people something else. Um, we're doing like a lot of like the, the Jameson and beer together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so, like the Boilermaker, uh, kind of, um, the whiskey in the beer or just alongside the beer mm-hmm. um, that's reasonable yeah th- th- yes. that, <laughs> that'll be something that we'll be rolling out um, and other educational things like we like to make these like funny videos and stuff like um, you know it's not saying Patty's Day like it's Patty's Day yes you know? yes we went <laughs> over that last one. year remember we were like I didn't even know this and then what I, I knew that because I'm part Irish <laughs> oh nice <laughs> And I, I, it happened to me like just the other day where this guy was emailing me. Um, like a, a lot of places will ask me if we can do something, and uh, you know I, I try my best to to fit everyone in. Um, it is literally like a the craziest time of year for for you know like the Irish whiskey category or and for Jameson. So uh, I'm trying to fill all these guys in, and this one guy emailed me saying, "Oh yeah, so we want to do this event for St. Patty's Day and blah blah." And I just wanted to correct him so badly, <laughs> but I didn't want to sound like condescending in any way. <laughs> so uh, yeah. so I, I'd, I'd respond like in it with, um, with, with pronouncing it Patty's Day and stuff, or, and uh, yeah. Anyway, ho- hopefully, hopefully some some way he'll he'll, he'll pick it up. But uh, but no, yeah. St. Patrick's Day is going to be a super super busy time. Um, and, is it the seventeenth uh, of March? Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. It's well, a Friday, we'll, we'll, I think. Jamie uh, and I will probably see you around. Yeah, we'll uh, be around. Uh, at I'm at sure. one of the many uh, bars that we usually. I mean, the bars here you line up at eleven a.m. or yeah. ten a.m. just to get into at some place <laughs> in some cases. So it is yeah. uh, it is a pretty big deal around yeah. here. It's a Friday, so we're already it's already in trouble. Yeah, but yeah. definitely for the. Um, the kind of industry people who you know who really want to see like the the other side of Jameson like I'll be hopefully having some things not on exactly same same Patty's Day like it'll be you know like the the weekend before or something okay. so so we won't get caught up in the crowds right but we can still the have of. the experience right that's true because even whiskey people do 
get carried <laughs> away. Get carried away on St. Patty's Day. If you want to go take a look at Mark's Instagram from last year, I'm sure you'll sure. see some of it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Snapchats are dead forever. Oh, they're gone. They can't gone. see them anymore. Oh, no shucks. <laughs> Actually, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> it is. It's really well done. Um, oh, man. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, it's a bit, I always dread... Patty's Day. You do. You really do. I really do. The kind of debauched side of the city. I mean, it sounds so awful to me to say. I'm just like, it's so, it's so gross. But what was cool though was, um, was in in Tokyo. Like, so St. Patrick's Day is new. Like, it's brand new. (laughs) Um, so like, like it's, it's like stepping in a time machine over there. Like, or like, you know, they're, they're ahead in certain things, but then so behind some other things. Like Halloween is also kind of new there as well. Oh, wow. So, um, over the past few years, Halloween there has been huge and people from all over the world go to Tokyo to see Halloween there because it's just amazing. Like everyone takes it so seriously. And then, then same St. Patrick's Day is becoming the what's predicted as the next Halloween for Tokyo, okay. and um, so like last year, like we did some cool like events around St. Patrick's Day, and uh, a lot of it was just an awareness driver, just telling people, "Oh, do you know what day it is today?" <laughs> and you know, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, people be like, um, "What? It's a Friday? So, yeah. <laughs> it's Friday?" <laughs> so. Um, um, so I'm I'm super excited to to be here anyway for it because like you know as as crazy as it gets you know at least there's you know there there is a lot of fun and excitement behind it. Oh yeah. Um, like it was kind of low key in in Tokyo. It's still still a lot of fun and like we we did some cool stuff, but like definitely um, looking forward to you know a bit more atmosphere. I think this, this is the next oh, yeah. Jameson idea is to bring a bunch of people from like. Dublin and, and and but also like Manhattan and Toronto mm-hmm. and and flying to Tokyo. Sure. Um, you know, and then we can Absolutely. present ourselves in a very appropriate manner. <laughs> true. True. Of um, drinking our green beer. That's and right. Throwing up on the streets, which is what happens that's, where Jamie and I live. I mean, you, you see where we, we like oh, literally yeah. the next day. You're like, why? Why is there a throw this up is all over all the over floor? the place? It's like, can <laughs> someone please bring in a hose? Like, it's just not. It's really? so not. Pretty. You can follow the throw up to the closest Irish bar. I know. It's I know. You can trace I it back. Exactly. Yeah, and then down to the subway. It's like, oh gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. No, it's always and the same with Halloween for me. You know, like I've talked about this on the podcast before. I'm like, I just sort of hunker down at home. And just like sit in front of the TV and watch TV and pretend that it's not going on outside. Cause like, you know, everyone in your apartment building comes home at like three o'clock in the morning. You're gonna be up anyways with all the ruckus in the hallways. And you're like, all those young kids. I'm such an old man, old man Johnson over here, just <laughs> sipping Sorry. on his whiskey and being angry at the world. <laughs> Well, we had you out last night, last year. Yes, you were out with yeah, us. Yeah, no, you were we out did. With us. I think I called it quits around 5 p.m., though. Yeah, I think I think St. Patrick's Day is the only time I, I go to bed before 10 p.m., <laughs> I think. It's really, because it's like, it starts at 11.30 or 11 a.m., and you're like, okay, I, I got to go home now. It's, well, yeah. And it's like 9 or 10. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. it's reasonable, I think. Usually ended with ramen or some other sort of noodly dish. Yes, just like a big <laughs> bunch of noodles and then bedtime and then you wake up the next day and you're fine. Yeah, yeah. totally, totally. Yeah. No, it gets, and it, there's, a, there's a really big party venue where I live, like Steam Whistle Brewery has yes. a massive party. Um, and uh, oh, it's always quite an entertaining uh, vision walking home past that party. It's great. <laughs> there's a lot of really sideways giant Irish hats and like, you know, like, I don't think that's how Irish people dress. 
I don't know, Connor. You tell us. How, how is uh, so? You're how you're. Often do you wear a big floppy <laughs> yes. hat? Well, we didn't mention, but you actually are from from Ireland. No, d- d- don't get me wrong. Like we as well, like embrace the paddy whackery uh, <laughs> when, when it comes around. You know, paddy whackery. Oh, this yeah. is a whole new word. I'm I like gonna, how like, we didn't it. mention as if they wouldn't have caught the accent. You're like we forgot to say he's Irish. <laughs> well, like, I mean, you know, I'm different audiences. <laughs> So, so it is very similar. Everybody dresses up in green and, for and sure. pretends to be a, a sham. Really? A, for sure, yeah. Because like, I don't know. It's at the end of the day, it's all it's all kind of fun, I guess. Yeah. But um, but I, I mean like, um, we're kind of trying to re rebuild it. We're, we're we're trying to create something new with St. Patrick's Day. Like, right. yeah, move away from the the the, 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 the green the green hat. debauchery and right. uh, and and go towards um something else. Um, just something a bit more let's say original you know um yeah so um yeah so, so like th- that's why that's my main objective anyway uh, is to try you know try create something cool you know like say hey no green beer like try this instead and then like you know like, all, all that kind of stuff you great know? we're behind it absolutely 100%. <laughs> we're 100 on board less throwing up is a yes. good, good just yeah. general tip um, 100%. yeah so connor where, where can we find you on on social media what's your uh what's your go-to <laughs> So, um, as in like my, my handles and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's, um, a, uh, whiskey, uh, Irish whiskey ambassador Facebook page that I have. And then I also just have my, I I just kind of use my, my personal, Mm -hmm. uh, Instagram, which is, uh, Timmons Connor, the T I M M O N S C O N O R. In Ireland, we spell Connor, with just one N, but like here everyone spells it with two, which is, um, you know, it leads me to having to correct people all the time. <laughs> but, uh, but no, yeah, you can follow me there. And um, yeah, uh, if I'll the be, Irish uh, had only spelled whiskey, <laughs> <laughs> it's all with, these, yeah. without the e, so much of the world's problems in the whiskey world would have been sure, resolved. Now that you mentioned it, we're, we're very particular about our spelling. I know, I know. We? I just every domain you ever buy with whiskey, you're like whiskey and whiskey, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like oh, the search results and everything. Ireland. <laughs> Even even though we, as as we know many times, um, the Irish did invent whiskey. This mm-hmm. is a well proven fact. Um, uh, yeah, yep. It's the way Back it is. then, uh, Ishkabaha was the original name, uh, which is uh, the water of life. Yep, in yep. Gaelic. And then uh, yeah, as it was kind of like a game of telephone where like people shortened it just to just Ishka, <laughs> and then like Ishka just kind of morphed into whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Because people get drunk, Jamie. This is why. You look so surprised, but I could totally see this after hundreds of years of drinking. I don't think I've ever heard it, like, pronounced so, like, succinctly and well. Like, because you read it in books, and you're like... "Mm, Yeah, it's just because, like, the the Irish spelling is really weird. Like, Ishka spelled U-I-S... Wait, U-I-S-E-A, is it? Yeah. And then, um, but if you were to, like... Like, loads of Irish names, like, if you were to just, like, read it and and try to pronounce it without understanding Irish, like, or, or Gaelic... You just would get it so wrong, and like yeah. the, the the best example. Hey, that's me. <laughs> I was gonna say, Mark trying to say Finn was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like one of the one of the craziest examples is um so like um growing up in in Ireland I I learned Irish or, or Gaelic and um um my name in Gaelic is uh, Crahor, but uh like so Connor is Crahor, but 
spelling that is c-o-n-c-h-u-b-h-a-r <laughs> so it's like wow. it is so so odd you know so, so, so don't I, try to do it phonetically is what you're saying yeah like you have to understand right. um, like, like the pairing of letters uh, okay. and, and how that creates a, a new sound wow. so um so uh yes yeah, so um uh, I think that's how when you know Ishka was written and people just probably couldn't pronounce it and it just kind of they put a W on instead of like the U and it just kind of morphed into whiskey and then I'm sure the whole E and without an E it's kind of you know related to that issue as well like it has to be unless someone just was very peculiar about you know shortening it you know I, I will say, even though I always spell it without the e, I, I do like the balance of the the e y with the w. I think that mm-hmm. it's a prettier word to look at. I, yep. I guess yeah. um, uh, it was actually yeah, it was a useful tool for me in Japan because um, I would say to people if you wanted to remember like Irish whiskey and how it's spelled with an e, just remember e whiskey and e whiskey in Japanese means good whiskey. Oh. So, and people yeah. were like, oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, that's also awesome. we didn't mention, but you're you're uh, yeah half, half, half Japanese, Japanese as well. And, yeah. So with Jameson, you actually were able to work in, in Tokyo, which I yeah. think is amazing. They it's saw amazing me story. as a as a pretty good fit out there. Yeah, so, uh, sure. I got to spend it, uh, some time out there, and it was great. But uh, as soon as they, you know, offered me Toronto, I just I, I couldn't pass it up. Oh, look how much that's so Toronto's nice, so even loved. though it's winter. I know it's, it's so really nice. cold here. It's very, <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> no, that's awesome, and um, this was great. Thank you for bringing these. This is awesome. We're d- I'm just going to tuck this one in my purse. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say um, that uh, this is a, a gift from, a parting gift as well from Aww, me to you guys. Please thank enjoy. You. Thank and, you so uh, much. Um, the only catch is you have to share it. You have to share it with friends. Oh, yeah. So oh, we're uh, very good at sharing. That is not yeah. a problem. We have yeah. so many whiskey tastings. Yeah, yeah. just go help yourself right there if you'd like. There's Mark's whiskey cabinet. Yeah, pretty please. impressive. Uh, I was going to say, <laughs> after we record, um, or you can do this now online. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> if you can drink something other than Jameson, do. We, we do actually offer this to all our guests. If you want to drink anything on that, uh, oh, nice. yeah. well, actually, since I got here, because I only started drinking Canadian whiskey since I got here, it's, it's not a, it's not huge in in Ireland, and uh, certainly it's very small in Japan as well. So, uh, so when I got here. And just and like uh, uh, hang, hanging out with the yep. hanging yep. out with the Canadian ambassadors, like um, um, absolutely, that's awesome stuff. Absolutely. He might, he might have. Love for it, of course, of course. Cast strength. Oh, cast strength. No, I, no, I haven't. No, um, you know, um, so with the... Let's, um, let's give um, Spencer a shout out. Yeah, Spencer <laughs> and, uh, and Dave. Yeah. Cheers to you guys for yes. um, your uh, great friendship and, um, and uh, thanks for introducing me to this amazing whiskey. But I haven't tried the cast strength yet. Well, they're no friends of yours then. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, you guys. <laughs> That's right, uh, Spencer Gooderham, the uh, brand ambassador for this side of Canada. That's right, for, yes. Uh, and uh, Dave Mitten, the global, global ambassador. Global Used to be Canadian. Used to be Canadian, now he's big time. He's like, I don't just want Canada, I want to travel everywhere. I know, he's doing great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we were, uh, we got to go and uh, hang out with Dr. Don Livermore for mm. a day, and uh, he you know, dipped into a cask and gave us this. And me and Mark were both like, <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> I still have a bunch at home. And the funnest thing about it is all the like sediment that just rolls around in the I bottom. Like, Jamie's got a bunch. Mm-hmm. This is my third bottle. <laughs> <laughs> How much are you, are you making Manhattans out of it? What's going on? 
I shared a lot. I shared. You are very sh- yeah. yes, because you have people over more than I do. Um, but I'm in my pajamas at seven, so like. Yeah, I mean, so we should, we should explain. So I mean, I mean, if you listen to the podcast all the time, you know, lot, lot number forty um, is the thing. But the cast strength is not available. We're trying to get a release, so we talk about it a lot. Um, I would love to. Um, but yeah, it's uh, one of one of the special. Mark ones Bylock, if it ever gets released, you will be able to take a lot of credit for that yeah. for the amount I of sure noise so. that you've made. I sure hope so. Hey, yes. I take a lot of credit for uh, Booker's Rye as for Booker's uh, bourbon getting. Uh, Reduced in price. You did we, kick we did up not, a fuss. You I mean, did was, rant. Was, Your was rant, rant was pretty. That was a good rant. That was a good hardcore. rant. I was yeah. not the only. I was like one in a million people ranting. But know, still, it but helps. Still, it helps. Every little bit helps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was uh, congratulations to you, Mark Bylock, and getting the Booker's <laughs> price reduced again. Well done. <laughs> also, I texted Matt. What the hell, Matt? <laughs> 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 no, um, getting off topic here, but um, no. So thank you so much, Connor, for coming on. Yes, uh, thank um, you. I hope you enjoy that. I uh, really appreciate you coming on. Uh, we'll uh, we'll 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 follow your uh, exploits. On, <laughs> yeah. uh, That's right, St. Patrick's I Day. I just saw on your Instagram a picture of you in a suit made with like a green suit. Uh, oh yeah, all sort of like yeah. I'm so, already a hypocrite. <laughs> I was gonna, yeah, I'm gonna call you out so hard on that one. It took zero time. I was Jamie's like, wait a like, second, but St. Patrick's Day. Hold on. Hmm. Um, anyways, no, that's an awesome suit and i'd like to borrow it and uh thank you for coming on it was awesome it was to my have pleasure you. thank you thanks so much and jamie where can people find you at bourbon thing and i'm at mark bylock and um do rate us on itunes uh if you can it'd be wonderful love yep. those ratings that's right thank you cheers cheers everybody cheers bye <laughs>